Welcome to the podcast. I'm Philip Taylor. This is uh, Part-Time Money Podcast. My site is ptmoney.com. And today I have with me today Mr. Phil Anderson. And Phil's the founder and creator of Budget Simple, and that's at budgetsimple.com. So really cool to talk to a fellow entrepreneur that also sort of has a personal finance element to it. Um, Definitely encourage you to go out and check out that online budgeting tool as as well as an app and and, and some other things. So, uh, Phil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. I'm excited to talk to you about how you created this product, also about making the transition, uh, like you told me, from a, sort of a, you're doing this on the part-time basis, and then now this being your full-time gig. Um, so that's a wonderful story, success story. Congratulations, and uh, I look forward to talking with you. The first question I always ask folks is, you know, what really what motivated you to start doing this? You know. Uh, well, so there's probably two separate motivations. So I, I had a motivation for working for myself and a motivation for creating the product. Um, the motivation for working for myself was essentially, uh, I always felt like everybody I worked for was stupid, right? <laughs> I always felt like I, I could do, do, do the job better than everyone else. And so the only way I could really prove to myself this was the case is if, if I worked for myself and, you know, and, and obviously I would be the best boss of myself. Um, separately, um, I always had this interest in, in personal finance and, um, you know, uh, people would always ask me, you know, how I got out of debt, things like that, what I used for budgeting and that's how I created the product. So those things were separate initially, but they happened to work out together in the end to achieve the same goal. Awesome. So what's your background? Uh, my background is pretty varied. It's mostly been in, in IT, so uh, I actually have a degree in geography, uh, <laughs> and I, um, I've been a programmer, I've been a system administrator, a project manager, um, and you know, above all, I always consider myself kind of an entrepreneur because I, I like doing things on the side and, and creating, creating companies. Yeah, when did you start that, doing that? Um, so I, I created one of the first used car sites on the internet back in 1995. Um, so that's a usedcar.com. It's actually still around. Um, that was usedcar.com. Uh, a usedcar.com. So put an okay. A in front of it. I was I was one month away from getting usedcars.com. Okay. You would you would see a fabulous gold wall behind me here because <laughs> I, I would be a billionaire. But uh, yeah, so a couple a couple months makes a big difference. Um, and a usedcar.com helped pay for my college to a large extent. Um, but it's it was number one on Yahoo way back in the day, which means nothing now. And so now it's just another used car site out of my Nice. Yeah, I think I have an entrepreneurial family. Um, my dad, and my grandpa, both started businesses, and so it's kind of always been a uh, you know ex- expected that I would <laughs> do something for myself. I think. Sure, sure. So, um, man, so so you've always wanted to sort of do your own thing and it sounds like you've been trying to do that for a long time but you always sort of had to rely on a, a, a steady uh, full-time job as well um, so talk me through the time frame of, of starting budget simple and, uh, and and sort of how long you know you worked for for someone else during that period it's a good question so it's actually quite a long time frame so uh, I was originally working uh, for the federal government actually in 2006 when I had this idea for Budget Simple. Um, and this was actually a little before Mint came out. Um, I was in, in Paris and I just had this idea that I wanted to work on this project. I was on there for on vacation and um, I came home and, and I just kind of had this idea to, to, put, to make an online budget because I couldn't find anything that was out there. There were some like JavaScript calculators that your bank offered and things, but there wasn't something that budgeted in the way I budgeted and I found successful. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll throw this online app together. I you know, practice my programming skills. 
Uh, and I put it out there, and it was just free. It was just a free, completely free online budget. And, uh, you know, and I, I didn't really see any way of making money at the time. Is you, you do all the data entry manually, and later that same year, Mint came out, and it was like, whoa, this is amazing, right? Like, you know, it does all my banks, the California, everything, and so, like, it's done. Like, they just crushed it. They, they've, 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 they've killed this whole market for budgeting. Um, and so I kind of just let it simmer there, honestly, and, and continued working my day jobs for the next couple of years. And then I think around 2010, I started um, looking at the traffic I'd gotten. Like, I noticed the site was still there. Every now and then I'd get email requests. I'm like, really? People are still using this thing I made like, you know, in a couple of months? Uh, and it, it, I felt it was kind of buggy. Um, but they were. And it showed me that maybe there was a, a demand for this type of software out there, that something that maybe Mint wasn't completely filling the, the void, or maybe there was something missing from other, other things out there. So um, my first question was, well, is there a way I can make any money from this? Because I'd love to improve the software and make it better, but you know, I have to focus my efforts somewhere where it's going to be worth, worth, worth it. Um, and so then I added the Budget Simple Plus, uh, which is essentially a, a premium version of Budget Simple. Um, it's for people that are... Um, you know, my goal with Budget Simple was always help people get out of debt, and then once you're out of debt, build your savings, your investments. And so I wanted to target the people that were in the second tier that had already cleared their debt, and they just wanted to build their savings and kind of keep their finances on track. And so I targeted features for that group of people, and I just put a random price on it. I think I launched it initially, it was $50 a year or $6 a month. And, you know, my, my experiment was with anybody pays for this, uh, that it's worthwhile to somebody. And uh, so I essentially turned that on and a couple of people started paying for it. It was really just a, a trickle at first. Um, but the fact that anyone did was kind of a validation point to me that um, it was it was valuable enough that they would part with their hard-earned money. Uh, <laughs> right. And so I was able to put more effort into it and more people started trickling in. And then really the, the number of users just started, started rocketing in the past two years as I um, focused more on it, as I proved it. Um, you know, I think it used to get around a thousand users a year, and then in 2010, around the time I launched Budget Simple Plus, it was mentioned in Women's Day, and then it's you know now it's thousands every month. And so, um, you know, to, to this day, I think it receives four, you know five to six thousand new users every month. Nice. Um, so, so whenever before you went to the Plus, you had a thousand. Uh, users, right? It was a couple thousand, yeah. We'll say maybe like three or four thousand. It was enough to say like, okay, there's some people signing up for this, um, mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough to really like get me excited. Like there was a huge business there, right? And then when you turned on the plus, only two or only two people took you up on that. Something like yeah, like the first month or two, there was like two or three people because honestly, the first version of plus there weren't a whole lot of differentiating features. It was some new graphs. It was some. Uh, I forget even what was in that original one. It was really just some stuff I spent a you know a month working on uh, to try to add some value and see if there would be some people would pay for them. I think it removed ads. There were ads at the time, and it removed the ads, uh, something like that. Nice. So, um, so were you able to use some feedback from those initial free users to help build the plus version? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I looked through the support emails I've gotten, and a lot of times people were like. I've been using this for years, but you know, I really and I love that it's free. And thank you for doing this. But you know, if it could just do X and X and Y or A and B, um, then I'd really love it. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll try for A and B or something like that. Or I would put some keywords like if it was something really obvious, like 
uh, there should be a dollar sign, and that's easy. I can throw that in the free one. If it's something more complicated, like building something that uh, calculates your savings, uh, maybe that's a, a, a plus version. Nice. I love it. I mean, that's you built what the users wanted. You know, that's great. And, and you and you didn't invest much any more time unless it was going to be something that was going to give you a return back. So that's that's a fantastic strategy. What time? What, when did you flip plus on? What year was that? Uh, 2010. 2010. And how long before you left the full-time job? Uh, we'll say a good two and a half years, because I just went full-time in September 2012. So just this last September I went full-time. Oh, awesome. What was that like? Uh, it was great. It was, uh, I mean, I liked the job I was working where I was working, but... Um, you know, again, it was one of those things where I, I always dreamed of working for myself and um, I could see the potential in, in the software. Just at the rate it was growing, I noticed that, you know, if I put any more time into improving it, I got those returns back, you know, tenfold in terms of people signing up, people paying. Um, so I just, you know, imagined, well, you know, if I can spend all day, every day working on this thing, like, where could it go from there? Mm -hmm. um, so, so uh, financially, talk about that making that decision. What you know? Did you have a lot of savings saved up? Did, was this going to be replacing 100% of your budget? You know, talk about from that perspective. Yeah. So, um, luckily, I've always been a, I guess, an amateur financial <laughs> expert, right? Um, because I created the software um, to help get me out of debt, and so that helped me build savings, and so. You know, I do follow a lot of online blogs um, that that have these different ways of making money and things like that. And so, um, who do you follow? Jeez, uh, I, I mean, I like a lot. Of, I like I like you, of course. Um, ah, come on, whatever. I like the um, you know, Mr. Money Mustache is a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The you know, Get Rich Simple or whatever. It's uh, I'd have to look at my feeds. I don't remember the names of them, but I, I follow a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, you know, there seems to be a common thread a lot these days, which is that people believe in. Um, you know, certain like living lean, which is a big believer of me. Like, you know, I've never been like get fancy cars. It's always I still drive the '99 Honda Civic that I've had. You know, have 170,000 miles on. Awesome. Uh, you know, building savings, making smart investments, things like that. And so, just over the years, I've built up like more than enough of a cushion that I can feel comfortable doing this. Um, so I don't feel like it's a huge risk. You know, I was, it's obviously less than my income I was making my day job. Um, but I think the potential is there to be much more than that, honestly. Oh, heck yeah. Definitely. That's wonderful. Um, so um, what, what is your financial philosophy, I guess, in terms of you know, how, how you took sort of your personal finance philosophy and then applied that to the tool itself? You know, if, if you could say there's a philosophy that you have that, that is in effect in the tool, what would you say that is? Um, so it's it's really the, the core of it is based on monthly budgeting. Um, a lot of people want to focus on pure cash flow, um, but budget simple and the philosophy I have really works best if you have a little bit of a buffer so that you're not as focused on cash flow and you're more focused on the month to month budgeting. And, and the reason I believe in month to month is regardless of when you're paid, the biggest expenses are almost always on a monthly basis. So you know a lot of people request like, oh, can I do a weekly budget? But to me, it's almost impossible to really measure your progress because one week you're paying the rent and the next week you're paying, you know, utilities. And it's really hard to measure if your spending is increasing or decreasing. Or so it's always based on monthly. Um, and my key is it's, it's important to track everything. And 
one of the big differences between me and Mint, and the reason why a lot of people ask, like, why would I use your software if I use Mint? Because Mint does it all automatically. Is that honestly, I think tracking manually is the best way to really get a handle on your finances, especially when you're budgeting for the first time, because the act of inputting every expenditure really makes you think about every expenditure, right? Because those little $5, $10 a month things that you forget about, the like gray charges, they'll just sneak up on you. And you won't really notice it with an automated tool as much. But when you're inputting them manually, you start to think about, like, do I really need that $10 here? Do I need that $10 there? Um, so it's, it's all about really keeping a close eye on your finances. That's awesome. Um, so, so talk about actually, uh, you have a, uh, an IT development background. So I talk about how, how you actually built, I guess, the, the product. Obviously, it was an online version first. Now you've got some mobile applications as well. So maybe just sort of talk me through those developments. Sure. Um, so the first version, um, I used a technology called .NET, which was a kind of used in corporations. Uh, and it was just what I knew. I could do it quickly. It was something I did. Um, when I rewrote the second version around the time I was working on Plus, I switched to PHP, which again was, it helped me learn the tool. So I was learning a real world, real, real world school skill, whether uh, I would use it in the software or not. Um, nice. PHP. And then the mobile part, which is the big part nowadays, um, there's an Android and iPhone app. Um, the Android one I did myself um, because I can do Android apps. And the iPhone one I, I worked with a friend um, on a contracting basis to develop. And uh, the servers and everything else are, are just stuff I've experienced with in the past. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. So. Um... Talk about uh, <clears throat> what do I want to go next uh, in terms of employees or contractors? Do you have any help, or is it still just you? I do. So um, one of the key things I think to know when you're working for yourself, or running your own business, is what you're what you're not good at. And uh, you know, I feel like I'm reasonably competent with the technical things. Something I'm absolutely terrible with is the graphical aspect of things. You know, like if you ask me to design a web page or draw you a picture, it's going to be stick figures and look <laughs> like it's from 1996. Right. Um, so I've one thing I've almost entirely outsourced is is the design. Um, and right now uh, I work with two friends that, that are working on a part time basis um, to to help me with the design part of things. Um, you know, also the I, I mentioned the iPhone app. That was another one. Um, I knew the learning curve of learning to develop iPhone apps wouldn't be worth the return I would get um, right away. And so um, I had a friend develop that as well. Um, but yes, the things I'm not, I'm, I'm not good with, I definitely contract out. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So in terms of uh, uh, marketing it early on, you know, how did you get users? Uh, and then maybe what are some of the newer things you're doing to get users onto the, onto the platform? That's a good question. So um, I, I have a kind of a, a reputation locally as being good at SEO, which is search engine optimization. Um, it's something I accidentally became good at. It's not like I've ever like learned to do it. I don't do anything shady. Um, my best advice with SEO is start a site, leave it there. <laughs> well, start a site, optimize it in a way so that search engines understand what it's about, and then just leave it out there. So I mean, like I mentioned, the site. I was launched in 2006, and it basically didn't do anything for two years. I, I think I have a graph I can share that, um, you know, if you look at the user growth, it was essentially like a straight line, a straight line, you know, a sharp line, like a huge line, and then like from there it keeps going up exponentially. So those first two years, if you were to look at it, you know, it's kind of like, all right, this site isn't doing anything, why don't I shut it down? 
you know, luckily it doesn't really cost anything to run, so I left it up. And so, you know, I really don't have any great marketing tricks for those early years because I just kind of put a site out there. I think I shared it with some friends on Facebook, maybe, or MySpace or whatever it was at the time. Uh, you know, and it just kind of spread from there. I mean, honestly, word of mouth marketing is, is the most powerful marketing I have because um, I get a lot of people that, that you know, they, they, they find out about it, they love it, they especially love it because it's free. And, you know, I think they maybe they feel guilty for getting something for free, so they, they tell their friends, like, hey, there's this, great so there's this great software that's out there. And so, so word of mouth has been the largest part. Um, since I've gone full-time, of course, one of the things I want to focus on is actual marketing, spreading it beyond the word of mouth. And um, from there, I've started working in social networks, of course. Um, so we have a Facebook page, um, a Twitter account. Um, I don't think I really, if, if I have a Google Plus page, I don't think I use it enough or as much because the, the return isn't there just yet. Um, but sp spreading it uh, over social networks it helps to some extent. And then, you know, contacting bloggers um, like, you know, like yourself, to, if there's somebody that's interested, I think it's interesting something we're doing. Um, it's kind of what I've done, basically. Very good. I like it. Uh, so in terms of uh, price points, have that has that changed on the Plus over the past couple of years that you've been dealing with Plus? It is. So it's actually gone down. So the initial price was $50 a year or $6 a month. And I started thinking about it. And I, you know, I, it didn't feel like a $50 a year product for me. Um, so while people were paying for it, I didn't feel they were getting the value out of it yet. So I still think one day I want to get it back to that point. But I really felt like it felt more like a $30 product. I did some, I asked some of our users, you know, what do you think this is worth? What would you pay? And, and I got some ranges, you know, some people would say like a dollar a month. Some people would say, you know, a hundred dollars. You know, so they were all over the place. But essentially the thing that seemed the most comfortable was the current price point, which is $30 a year or $4 a month. Okay. That's very reasonable. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I try to, um, the way I always try to look at it is, am I providing that at least that much value back to the person? And we've had people say, you know, using the tool has helped them save $15,000 or something, right? So, you know, in theory to that person, the tool's worth, you know, $100 a month or something like that. So it's, it's, it's really a combination of understanding, you know, are they getting that much value out of it? And, and so I do plan on raising the prices in the coming years. Um, but I need to really add the value into it before I feel comfortable doing it, especially because, you know, the people using the tool are people trying to get on budget, so they're very price sensitive. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean there. Um, I had a question around that. So, so uh, how many users currently right now in, in the system, if you don't mind sharing? Um, it's 96,000, I believe, sometime this week. So we should hit 100,000 by the end of the month. Okay. And then... Um, I think you said around 1% of that is on the plus side. Right. Yeah. It's, it's close to, it's getting close to around a, yeah, so it'd be around a thousand users on plus now if it's 1%. Okay. Nice. And what's, what's maybe the cycle that you've seen people stay on the system with, stay in the subscription with? Well, I mean, there's a definite cycle to budgeting, which is, uh, January 1st every year, everybody wants to budget because everyone has a New Year's resolution for budgeting. And so January is, is essentially our Christmas. That's the heaviest time of year. Um, and people tend to start trailing off um, in March or April. So this is the time where 
I start finding out like are the people that signed up in New Year's like serious about keeping the resolution or you know you know or was there something about the software that, that they didn't want to stay with or something like that. So typically, if someone is a is a long term user, um, we have them at least eighteen months. Um, if they're a short term user, it's like just a month or two. Usually, they, they realize by the second month they're either not, they're using it or they're not. Um, but it, it's definitely very cyclical in terms of the, the early part of the year has a, the largest amount of signups and then it, it trails right. off. And then sometimes you'll see another pickup in September. And I, I, my assumption is that that's college kids going back to school and trying to understand their finances. Um, the software is also used at a couple of schools to teach financial education. So I think that's another part of it. Nice. Um, so with the, and with the thirty dollar for the year, I imagine you get a lot of people in January who just paid that thirty bucks, and then even if they don't use it the rest of the year, you've already taken taken that uh, that income in, right? Uh, yes and no. You get a free thirty day trial, so uh, there's a lot. There's a you know I won't say a lot, but there's a couple. You know, probably out of every ten people that sign up. Uh, two will decide to cancel from the 30-day trial. Um, gotcha. So everybody has an opportunity to get out of it if they're truly not using it. And, okay. and that's one thing I'm real big on is I don't want to be one of those services that's just yet another like monthly expense that's come off people's cards they forget about. Right, right. So I imagine when I use Budget Simple, I don't provide any of my uh, real personal information when I use it, especially with the free tool. Um, and so I imagine that was pretty easy to manage whenever it was just a free tool, like I said. That, that you manually uploaded information to yourself. So it was really a shell that there was no security factor issue with, right? So but what I imagine when you went to the plus where you start taking payments uh, and if those have any sort of uh, bank account interactivity with them, uh, which I still I don't think they do yet, right? What's that? Does, but the, the plus version doesn't have bank Does it have any kind of connection with uh, with bank accounts or anything? No, the, the plus one still involves manual entry. That Correct. said, in May, I am launching, a, 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 I don't know if I'm calling plus plus, but a, another version where you can actually link your bank accounts. So oh, I can still okay. answer your questions about security because that's already been developed at this point. <laughs> okay, so, so maybe talk about, I guess, the legal and security issues you went through going to the first plus. And then we'll then we'll jump ahead and talk about the next phase. Sure. So security from the beginning has always been a huge concern of mine because even though um, even though one of the selling points about it is that you don't give private information, you know, in theory, the only thing that's personally identifiable is your email address. And people, some people are concerned about that. And I said, you know, make a throwaway email address as long as you're checking that email, you know, so you can get password resets and things like. Then there's no way anybody would have any idea what these expenses do. That said. I still would never want to see anyone's finances leaked out or anything. So security has always been a number one concern. Um, I usually have, uh, you know, experts I know do periodic testing on systems, you know, see if there's any loopholes or missing things like that. Um, in terms of legal implications, there's not a lot there for this the, the current version because again, um, I have a privacy policy that I had put together um, to essentially, you know, tell people what data they're sharing, what we do with the data. Um, Anything like that, you know, what would happen if the data were to get down? There's a, there's a comprehensive privacy policy I covered, um, but beyond that, there's not a lot of other legal ramifications. You know, we don't give uh, advice on buying specific securities or anything, so there's no like SEC regulation required. Um, moving into the new version where we actually are taking bank account information, um, and well, actually, so, so to go back a step, when you're talking about the plus taking the payment information. Um, you know, I work with a third party for that. Uh, I work with Stripe um, to take the payment information. So they really handle a lot of security. I don't store the credit cards on my server. I'm just a pass-through. 
Um, you know, we have SSL and things to keep the data secure from being traveled, but essentially that's all handled to somebody else. And I do as much as I can to avoid uh, having any kind of <laughs> like payment information stored on my server. So essentially I, I don't store that either. Uh, I just know when your credit card expires so I can tell you to update it. Um, going to the new version though, where people are actually ending bank account information, that is also provided by a third party service who handles all the security. So storing your bank account credentials and everything. Um, but since you're still update, putting it into my site and connecting, uh, there has been a lot of thought that goes into that in terms of keeping it secured um, and, and protected. Uh, so, so talk about what's next for Budget Simple and for, and for you in this entrepreneurial endeavor. Yeah, so the, the next thing uh, I'm doing is really just, um, I'm really investing back into the site and um, the, right now we're doing a, somewhat of a rebrand, so it's, it's still going to be budget simple, um, but it's going to have a complete new design that we're working on now. Um, and along with that, we're going to have this new mode where you can link your bank account information. Um, and so what I found from the users over the years is that a lot of people come to the site looking for a budget because that's what they remember hearing about, hearing their parents talk about when it came to organizing their finances. But what they really want to know is, what do I do with my money, right? And is it either, like, how do I pay off my credit cards? How do I build my savings? I have 60,000 savings, what do I do with it? And the middle class is kind of completely unserved for that question because financial advisors don't want to work with people in the middle class because there's not very high margins. Um, and the lower class, like if you're really, really struggling, there's nonprofits, but even those kind of just help you get on the bottom rung. So my thinking is that really people want an automated financial advisor of some sort. And so that's where Budget Simple is going is that we are, you know, giving you the ability to link your bank accounts. We'll show you your current budget by looking back at three months of financial data and saying, hey, here's what your budget was, you know, where do you want it to go from there? So it's still entirely centered around budgeting, but being able to do it in a more automated fashion and uh, easing the pain of manual entry to some degree. Nice. I like it. Sounds like you're fired up about the business again, and uh, you're looking forward to making big strides in the future. So congratulations again. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's, it's an exciting, it's an easy business to get fired up about because when I see the success people have with using the tool, like it, it always, like there's not a single day that goes by that someone doesn't email and say something that changes their life. I remember I had a quote from somebody that said it like saved their marriage because they used to fight about finances and now they don't, right? And so wow. like, hey, I saved somebody from divorce. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be worth something, right? So it's, that's it's, one to it's, put on the testimonial page right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's easy to stay motivated um, as, since I know I'm helping people in some way. That's wonderful. Um, so any other questions I didn't ask? I don't think so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, anybody that tries out the tool, I'm happy to know the feedback and, and see any way we can improve it. Um, that's, that's one thing I'm really big about is, is providing top customer service. You know, I respond to everybody within 24 hours and um, features are implemented based on how the community feels they're, they're needed. So like one of the things we're doing right now is adding uh, foreign currency support because uh, there's a fairly big community, evidently, in Greece, ironically, that, that uses the software and, and in France. So. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Well, congratulations. And uh, where can people find out more about Budget Simple and or connect with you? Uh, the best way is to go to budgetsimple.com. Uh, if they want to connect with me, they can use the contact tab there. Uh, almost all those emails will get to me. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. Okay. Thanks so much, Phil, for being on. And uh, I'm sure 
Uh, people enjoyed the, the interview and people took a lot from it. So thanks so much for sharing that and uh, take care. Thank you, Philip.